Now what will it be? Death or exile? And you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone Or the times they are you know, it's made these iconic images, riffing off of the iconic images that Zach has has made. And he mentioned uh, R.T. Snyder Cut, uh, which is an account on Twitter. And that's something that, you know, we haven't talked much about. It's been a very, very instrumental uh, account and tool to bring all of us under the same umbrella working towards the same goal one of the most uh difficult things for mass movements to do is to all sort of agree you know it's something that you see play out even in films you know when there's like an army and you know they are going against like an <laughs> opponent and all the houses meet and they're like all right let's do one thing everybody's like no we should do it this way we should do it this way but what artists uh Snyder Cut, the account has been able to do is bring all the houses, mm -hmm. so to speak, under one banner, and they've been really good. They update people a lot. They do all these incredible events. So that Twitter account really came in at a very important time and has remained very strong and very, very passionate and is really, you know, running uh, with the campaign and running the campaign like really, really, really well. And it kind of ties into, you know, the function of the ForSnyderCut.com website in terms of, you know, bringing a lot of people, you know, to one place and sort of that unity is very, very, very important. Absolutely. And still, like, ForSnyderCut has such a, a valuable role as well in this because you can post long-form articles there and we can post our images there. And the images is kind of what, um, what I wanted to get onto next because... You know, you have all of this content. So, screenshots from Zack Snyder's storyboards. You've got artists like Jay Oliva sharing things. You've got Fabian Wagner, who's, who is the cinematographer on the film, sharing other things. And you've got concept artists, you know, set designers. And all of this is all over the place. And it was going, it's tying back into what we were saying before, like, how does someone new find all the information and I'd like to introduce at this moment someone who has been helping me invaluably with the maintenance of of for Snyder Cut especially in the creation of these new pages that have been add-ons and updating everyone with news what he's done has been truly incredible and he's put so much hard work in there he also is responsible for the new newsletter that's been going around to everybody so without further ado here's my interview with matt yes everybody i'm here with the crazy zach hugger <laughs> the one and only, <laughs> the one and only oh, man. Man. who is now in australia how are you i'm fine thank you chris thank you for having me so we are here as a two-year celebration of the movement of the snyder cut fandom and i'm here to highlight some of the important things that 
people like you have done and to get us to the position we are now and we couldn't have done done this achieved this without people like you so tell us how you got involved with um with this whole thing how how did the snipe oh, capture you I, I am telling you, Chris, it's like freaking crazy. I, I think like many, many of us had the same experience coming out of the theater and just being like, I, I don't know, just like being shocked and depressed. And like the more I read about it online, the more depressed I got. So I was just like, what is going on? And 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 then, you know, it came out the um the petition and I saw people on Twitter talking about it and, and mm-hmm. like bring out all these things. And amidst everything, there's this person called, like, you know, Fiona. And, like, I was just, like, following her. So that was the state that I was in. I was just following Fiona and just, like, retweeting what and commenting. And it was like that for many months. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned mentioned the petition. I think 180,000-plus signatures on that petition is truly incredible what, what we achieved in those very early days. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I brought in, like, I, I got a few friends to sign it. I'm like, please sign it. I don't care. You haven't watched it yet. Please <laughs> sign it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, like that as I, well. <laughs> yeah. I was obsessed with it. I probably checked it, like, 50 times a day. It was crazy <laughs> you, yeah. you and me both. You and me both. So tell us about um, your early role in, in the movement, how you, how this energy from the fandom and all these petitions and the online uh, tweets and everything how did that uh, manifest into your action what did you what did that drive you to do right so so i'm going to be really honest with you because it's like everyone is just like so many things are happening on twitter and me i just like i just joined I, i'm like i have no idea what's going on <laughs> so i i see I see this girl, Fiona, and she obviously talked to Zach a lot. And, like, so many people are following her. And, like, so much of the action is centered around her. So I'm like, I got to follow her. I got to, like, comment and, and tweet and retweet whatever she's saying. Because, mm-hmm. number one, she she has a sauce. Mm-hmm. You know, the sauce. Yeah. And, number two, that's where the action is. So so I, I was just... I, I felt like I was just way, way, way on the outskirts. Like, I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea. I have no way to reach Fiona. Like, s- hundreds of people message Fiona. Why me? That there's nothing, like, you know, important or interesting about me. Why Why should she notice me? You know, that that's that's how it was in the beginning, to be yeah. honest. So, so and, and this was, like, pretty much an accident. But I, I noticed when one of the things that a lot of people were doing was... Um, they were watching BVS and they were saying, oh, I noticed this interesting thing in BVS. Oh, I noticed mm-hmm. that interesting thing. And, and there were just a lot of it and from so many people because um, all these Easter eggs and all these like very deep references, it is a, it's a celebration of Zack Snyder's work. Um, it, it really is a celebration because it has so many links to uh, politics and, and um, ancient like philosophy and s- uh, or art or just so many references everywhere and mm-hmm. I was like I wanted to collect it all together to show like the brilliance of Zack Snyder like if you want to talk about how brilliant his movie is and what better way to show it through all the things that the fans have discovered and and show them like here's who we are we are fans of Zack Snyder these are the things that we have found and also show like this is Zack Snyder's work it's it is amazing 
and, and so I started collecting that and I collected it and made it into a little timeline and, and I put it out there and I told Fiona about it and she was like wow this is amazing yeah and yeah. Then, then, then she transformed it into uh, into something incredible didn't she into yeah. what we know what we now know as as a BVS reference yes that's right she uh, she suddenly took that idea and she was like I want to get Zack Snyder himself involved and and he became like because he's the one that was like ah yes I did put in that easter egg he can confirm it and, and be like that's a very good catch and and yeah that's what became the contest and Chris Terrio got involved and they picked their their favorite ones and then they they handed out really amazing gift packages um to to some of the winners around the world and that's just testament to to Zach, Chris, to Fiona and all the fantastic stuff they did. And actually for anyone who's um who's still interested to see some of the references, there's a Vero account um or called BVS reference that you can all check out now. And I'll put a, a link in the description for you to access that from your web browser. And yeah, it's uh, it's a brilliant tool. And I think the best way for us to increase awareness of Zach's uh, fantastic work and thereby help the release of the Snyder Cut is to celebrate and highlight his great achievements. And BVS Reference was a really, really powerful tool for that. Um, then you, you then went on to, to do some other things, right? Um, Fiona asked you yeah, to, yeah. to get more involved in in some other ideas what what were yeah, some of, of those things so um she had this idea for a website because um she she was like okay so if the contest is done and and done with like you know that that's the end of the contest itself but she wanted people to keep on submitting their references and she wanted a website to collect all of these references and people could comment and, and just like keep on building on that. So, mm. so I was working on like a, a website that could allow people to do that. So it's called manastillgood.net. Um, so that didn't, that website didn't get launched as, as of now, it still didn't get launched, but you know, I was, I was, I was working on that. Um, and Fiona did like mention me one or two times and that's actually how I got in touch with you Chris as you said you were you were you have experience of of making websites and stuff and we we kind of got together with Fiona with um a, a, an idea of how to get more people involved and and pass control on to um members of the fandom so we we were dabbling around with an idea for a website where anybody could submit a uh, an idea for a campaign and it would be generated through the website and everybody who was um, following the website could be updated and um, and anybody could submit a, a campaign idea now that that website's kind of in the end stages now and we, we might launch it in 2020 or something is that is that right yeah 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 yeah, that's right. So um, hopefully that will be an additional tool. Hopefully we'll get the film before then. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's happy. That, that'll be a very happy thing. Yeah, yeah. but uh, if if not, we, we hopefully that will will give more more power for more people to feel a sense of ownership in the movement. So um, yeah, and that, and that's how we got introduced, and and since then we have. 
actually been working together on um, on other things like the Four Snyder Cut. So basically, you're you're the website man, right? You're the technical expert. So anything that I want to do with Four Snyder Cut or kind of push it along, you're the first person I come to. And we we actually made the um, JL uh, Justice League artist page. So we wanted a way to kind of collect all the art that came out from this film that has been leaked from this film and Zach has shared so that anybody wondering about the Snyder Cut without being like very involved in the movement could find um, one location where all of this art is held. And I had a, a few ideas of how to do it, but I have absolutely no clue of how to implement it. So I came to you and, and you worked your magic. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, you know, the, this is a little bit of a... A, a secret, sort of, a confession. Go on. My confession is, my website skills were not that good at first. When Fiona came to me, and Fiona was like, could you help me build a website? I had no clue how to do that. I could build very simple websites. Yeah. But I think Fiona inspired me to just go and, like, make myself more useful, you know? Well, that, that, that's, 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 the same with, that's the same with me, with, with video editing, and, that you know, with some of the little clips that we've put together for the for the music video or for the video campaign. This time last year, I'd never picked up a video editor, but you feel inspired by the fandom to learn new things and and um, be productive. And it, this is new territory for everybody, right? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's brilliant, that's brilliant, Matt. Um, and yes, yeah, so you helped create this beautiful JL artist page, which you can access. It's on the top right-hand corner of the Four Snyder Cut website, and it has all the art from um, Zack Snyder, from uh, from Fabian Wagner, from behind the scenes that come from his Instagram. Um, others as well, like uh, Christian Lauren Schurer. And we have some concept art from uh, Gerard Morant. Yeah, he uh, and, yeah the, he did the Steppenwolf ones, and then there's Constantine Sekaris, and who's done some wonderful um, Aquaman and Volko art. Um, Martinez, Vias, just there's just so many. Uh, the they they've shared all this work on their own websites or on their social media accounts and. This is a great way to kind of collect it all, but we've we've also added the sources of their work, so they all get their their due recognition, right? Yeah. So a, a lot of this website is also a celebration of the hard work that these people put in, and uh, uh we we don't get to see a lot of their hard work in the theatrical version of the the Justice League. So mm -hmm. this is like a way to make it known to more people. Yeah, and we'll put a link to to that in the description section below. Um. So, yeah, uh, we can't really end this without discussing your crazy, um, um. <laughs> your crazy hug at the SnyderCon, <laughs> which, which actually are two of the most amazing pictures I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like a, it's like Renaissance art. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's nice of you. I, I thought it was kind of like, I, I 
I didn't know that, you know, this was going to be like a picture put on the internet. I mean, I put it there, but it's still kind of like shocking to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. I think it's probably the single most um, enjoyable photograph from <laughs> from that whole uh, from that whole event. It's just the joy of, it's just the pure and bright <laughs> joy of a fan um, seeing uh, a hero for the first time and that hero being as cool as he is I probably would have wanted to do the same I don't know if I would have had the guts but you man you, you lived all of our dreams so tell us about SnyderCon and how yeah, that yeah. came about <laughs> oh man um, yeah I actually took out a loan to, to go to SnyderCon and I was like, you know, I, I just got to go. I'm like, I'm just going to take the money and hop on the plane. Um, It was about 24 hours on, on the plane ride to get there. 27 hours on the plane ride to get back. Wow. But it's like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to go. So this thing happened at SnyderCon. And um, basically, we had on the third day, we were watching... Batman versus Super Superman. And that's what so many people came there for. Mm -hmm. Um and and it was very amazing. It was electrifying. And throughout the whole thing, again, it was a celebration of this movie. It was a celebration of Zack Snyder's hard work. And amidst all, all the negativity that's been thrown at this movie, we I think that everyone that was there at SnyderCon just made it a way to just celebrate Zack Snyder. And and what happened was that when Superman like came into the scene for the first time, there was this guy that stood out and shouted, "That's my Superman!" <laughs> and and amazing. And 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 then this this kept on going on. And and when Batman came in, and someone's like, "That's my Batman!" You know, that's my Wonder Woman. <laughs> it was that's brilliant. amazing. And and it was like, um, and, and coming from someone, I I've been to you know, I've been to the opera, I've been to like classical music concerts. It was almost like that kind of. <laughs> like energy because at the end of every major scene we would applaud it was yeah. crazy Man, and what at the an end, experience at the end of everything there was a standing ovation what an experience yeah. that must have been and and this and the the thing that shocked me the most was when deborah snyder actually said this thank you for that and zach really needed to hear that and that honestly broke my heart. I'm like, how can how can Zack Snyder think that his work isn't a masterpiece? And and when she said Zack needed to hear that, I'm like, holy shit. I think he knows it's a masterpiece. I just think he needed to feel that other people recognize that as well. Yeah. It's a ma yeah. it's, it's definitely a masterpiece. Yeah. Um not everything is for everybody, but you can everyone should be able to see and feel the effort that was put into it so yeah, yeah. definitely and great for him to feel that yeah and that, that's what SnyderCon was about to me it was real people being there and being like we are real people and we, we see the art we, <laughs> we appreciate it you know and I, I think you know the, the whole thing about you know Zack Snyder and, and everything that happened is that you, you see so many people on the internet who know nothing about Zack Snyder and they're just saying all the kind of things that they want to say because they heard it from someone or it's their job to somehow do say something negative about him. And it, it's just, it, it just made me feel like, you know, that's wrong. And, and I'll, I'll get to my point. And, but basically, I wanted to show him 
the opposite that there are fans out there that care for him and it's not just words just people typing on their computer saying oh zach it's great it's it's like we are real people too yeah and we are real people and what what better way to show that we are real people that support him that love him than being there in person and giving him a real hug yeah and that that's what i did and you definitely did that <laughs> you did it for all of us <laughs> oh man well, you met loads of great people there, and I'm sure that anybody who met you and anybody who's had contact with you over these last um, couple of years will echo my statements that you are one of the nicest, genuine people that I have come across in this movement. You are an unsung hero. Not many people know who you are or what you've done, but I think it's a perfect opportunity for everybody to to celebrate you to um celebrate the movement we couldn't have got this far without people like you who put in the hard work and um you know time and effort to do these things some things that i've never seen the light of day but are still important um other things that we rely upon including you're now working on the four snyder cut newsletter which is going out uh, periodically and you're the one behind that it was your brainchild and hopefully this can kind of extend to more people so anybody who gets this um, this newsletter can share it to their contacts via email as well I think it's it's brilliant and Matt honestly thank you for being such an incredible part of this movement no problem maybe um could you add a link in the description if you want to sign up for the newsletter we have yeah. english spanish and chinese and you, you can sign up you know, we'll with the link we'll definitely do that we'll definitely do that all right thank, Mark, you, thank you very much thanks for everything you do. Oh, it was really good to hear from matt it was really good to hear his contributions and his feelings. It's always good to put a voice. This boy to is the, the most positive guy, <laughs> you know? the most hype guy I've ever spoken to in my life. <laughs> it's it's so good, you know. You hear all these names, and you know you you don't hear their voices, yeah. and you're not really sure what their personalities are yeah. because you know Twitter, you're using avatars, but to be able to put a voice to the avatar is yeah. so it's so <laughs> empowering. And he talked about SnyderCon and how which, he how he grabbed how he like how he grabbed the, 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 the crazy the crazy Zach Hugger for real. <laughs> and I just think that was an incredible event that people traveled from far and wide to go to. Zach was able to reconnect with his fans and with the community of DCEU fans and Snyder fans. Definitely. I mean, remember, you, heard, you heard the sacrifice that Matt gave, like how many how hours many, he traveled yeah, and people, how many thousands people of traveled from gave. out of the country yeah. to be there. You know what I'm saying? So um, for for the for the con, it was like really important because Zach had had this tragedy in his life. He had been forced off Justice League, and it, it felt like he had been separate from the fan from the fandom for so long. And him just being there was like 
you know, like when couples like remarry, like they've been married and they're like, oh, you know, we're going to like renew our vows. Yeah. That's exactly what the Snyder Con felt like to a lot of us. And there's a lot of footage of it out there. And Zach was able to, you know, talk more about, you know, what the cut was supposed to be. And shout out to Vero as well. Like they were fantastic in they sharing were, it. Oh to, my goodness. To, like that, they didn't have to broadcast mm-hmm. that to, to, to us who were not fortunate enough to go there. But I watched every single night. Yeah, same. Um, same. I loved they, every they, they did and, an amazing job. And a lot of our friends were there. Yeah. And we were communicating yeah. with them. You know, so that, that was incredible. And Zach made this uh, shirt for the occasion. Mm-hmm. It had this, like, amazing design. Obviously, Zach, so visually, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. He had a little bit of Easter egg in it, yeah. as usual, as <laughs> is per Zach. And it was also able to do really well uh, in some charitable work. Right, so that, that shirt funded his art centre, which was in dire need of upgrade. And that isn't the the first or only shirt that um, Zach has been responsible for. And what we have now seen with Zach's contributions to the All the Gods famous t-shirt that he released and, and with the SnyderCon t-shirt is him taking this kind of initiative from us and boosting the signal, creating incredible hype. And a lot of um, this comes down to the work of one, Mick D. Here's our interview with Mick. And I'm delighted now to introduce you all to one of my closest friends in the movement, someone who has been one of the main pillars of this whole thing. We couldn't be where we are today without him. He needs no introduction. He is my friend, my Irish brother, <laughs> Mick <D. laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thanks a million. That, that's, that's way too much uh, praise for me. Uh, but uh, thanks a million. Um, yeah, no, it's cool to talk to you. We, yeah, it's interesting. People may think that we've, you know, been chatting. We, we, we chat a lot sort of online, but this is the first time we've spoken to each other in person. <laughs> That's so it's right. A, it's, it's, it's a real honor to talk to you. We've worked on a lot of these uh, projects over the last, uh, uh, you know, year, a good year or more. So uh, it's great to, yeah, chat to you for the first Definitely. time in person. That's- Definitely. I want I want everyone to to get to know you as well. Like you do a lot of work, but you're you're pretty much behind the scenes. You're you're not as let's say vocal as I am. I tend to ramble a lot. You're probably going to have to edit this down heavily. So, yeah, I don't. <laughs> It's uh, not my forte, sort of public speaking. So uh, we'll see who's who's no, to do I'm sure. Yeah, I'm no, sure it'll I, be I, brilliant, and I, and I know everyone will love to hear from you. So why don't we kick off with how you got involved in all of this, and how how you first started hearing about the possibility of a different version, and give me your history with the movement. Yeah, no problem. Um, so like my my time sort of on. I'm probably I'm on Twitter and I'm on Vero, uh, and I was on. Twitter first, and I I got on there only really as a result of the the backlash to BBS. So I didn't have a I didn't have a Twitter presence, but I was kind of one of those people. I think there's a lot of us in this situation where we you know we've been fans of Zach for years. We watched his movies, we enjoyed his works, and and Batman v Superman came out and something sort of changed. There was a there was a, a kind of an atmosphere or a, you know like a prevailing wisdom or something out there where this movie was like the worst movie of all time. 
Mm. And, you know, I can even understand if people did, did, didn't like it, but the, the extent to which it was uh, pilloried was just sort of weird. And then, Yeah, it was, it was vitriolic. It was very... Yeah. It was very strange. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen a film being attacked yeah. so much. And and to be honest, I've seen like horrible, horrible films, poorly made films that have not been yeah. attacked like this. So it's very yeah, strange. It was, it was vitriol, and and it seemed it seemed it seemed to me to be sort of coordinated in a way as well. I'm not like it's not not like a sort of a conspiracy theory thing, but it did seem mm-hmm. to be like this was uh, people went out of their way to to to, to go at it. Yeah. In sort of a concerted way, so like, look, it is. It, it, look, there was competition going on. We know in the market, so you know, of course, uh, people then then decide like they're going to be tribal one way or the other, and they'll go harder against the, the people who they don't support. And if you're, I guess, like the DC Marvel divide thing, which I don't really find that interesting, but I think that that's where where a lot of this came from. But yeah. uh, but what I found was that I was like, could, could, am, am I the only person who feels this way? So. It was then when I sort of went online and I started looking like I saw, I saw reviews and then you'd read the comments and you'd see, OK, some people in the comments defending. But I eventually started finding sort of people online who shared the same opinion of it as me. And I thought to myself, OK, well, I'm not necessarily alone in this. Like, I love this movie, you know, I, and especially the, the directors, the, the, the ultimate cut when it came out. I think it's a masterpiece. And I found more people who had those, um, those opinions. And the first, I think what inspired me to actually start talking about it, because, again, I was reading. I wasn't engaged. I wasn't going to go out that go crazy uh just that just wasn't my thing but i i started following a podcast called man of steel answers yeah man of steel answers is is um brilliant podcast by the way shout out to them yeah that was like my gateway drug sort of into this and uh, a lot of the insights i had into bvs sort of in my head and i thought maybe i'm crazy for thinking these things he expressed similar things and i thought you know what more people are looking into these movies a bit more deeply than i had kind of seen because you didn't see the sort of in the mainstream uh, film journalism you want to call it that yeah. and um so so then i started saying you know maybe i should actually express myself a bit so i, I got on twitter and i started to see posts related to bbs i might start defending it a bit more and and then as justice league came in then uh you know as we were coming towards justice league uh obviously i was very excited about that and we know and the history of when zach left and everything leading up to it there was still I think within all of us, a sort of glimmer of hope that we were going to see his film. How did you feel beforehand? Were you were you aware of all of the the turmoil behind the scenes, or did you believe the party line was that it was touch ups, like the finishing uh, of the film and stuff? Because I I was like between the two, I knew something was going on, and I also had hope. So where were you about uh, in this kind of balancing act? You you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, that was. The, the, the change of director, I thought, okay, well, if the film's done and he's just, you know, doing the sort of uh, maybe edit, editing or following some sort of a plan, if they were, because I didn't realize that they had a relationship or not. I, but, I, but I thought it was sort of, sort of a strange pick, but I thought it was done just for marketing purposes because we all know that at that stage, everybody was, was crying that there's only one formula, it's the Marvel formula, and that this was sort of like a, a move to bring in people who weren't probably going to be adverse to the Zach's work to, to come outside. So I thought it was more of sort of like a, a, a facade. Um, when I heard that score was changed, then I knew that it was, it was actually more material than, than just like the sort of facade that I'm talking about. But I think we all had this hope, this sort of like we wanted to believe that it would be what, it, what we thought it was. And every time, you know, Warner Brothers announced it's an encouraging news that it would fit the tone, you know, they all kept, they, they kept us, you know, in line, I guess. Like they, they kept the hope alive. 
but it, our hope was alive all the way up until the moment when I think we saw the first frame of Henry uh, Cavill. And then I think our hearts sank in terms of, this is a long way of getting into how did I get into the movement. <laughs> At that point in time, you know, I was still then sort of dejected and sort of uh, unhappy with what was given. And I really then felt for, for everybody involved, uh, for all of the creatives involved. I mean, I was thinking, I thought could Henry feel about seeing that? And I thought, I thought about Zach the most going, okay, that clearly isn't his film. It looks like they removed the sort of Snyder-esque elements of what we were, we came Definitely. to. Definitely. snyder I guess, became like a verb at that stage. And that's mm-hmm. what it seemed like they did. They, it, it, was, it was deliberate in a lot of cases. So really from the day after the movie was released, uh, you know, everything blew up. Everybody was like, you know, some people thought this is this was the movie, but a lot of people were like, no, that's not the movie that we were promised. And I very much felt like that from the, from the start. Uh, I went to see it again with my kids because I saw a midnight show and I felt even worse the second time. I thought maybe it was late, maybe I was tired, you know, maybe I, I didn't have the experience I needed for the mood I was in. I was you know, tired from work or whatever. But yeah, it, so it was an it was an immediate feeling that yeah, that you yeah, had. exactly. And there was no rescuing it on second viewing. Yeah. It it was worse than second viewing. So, um, yeah. so and I think I you know on the day after he made some reference to saying. Was, he kind of gave a, an in or sort of like a, a reference that there might be something, but he didn't say. But that was the first uh, I mean, sort of spark. And mm. I was already following Fiona at this point in time. Uh, we had already followed each other. And, uh, and you know, I, 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 I think you probably have a better memory than me as who was the first person to actually post the hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it was it was movie buff, and that's only yeah. that was only like I believe like a couple of days after the seventeenth. So it was pretty early on that fans of Zack Snyder realized that this film did not reflect a lot of the things that were that were in the trailers, and then it became. Um, this rallying cry of release the Snyder Cut. So, like, was, you know, that, that we believe that, you know, with all of the all of the different footage that was in the the trailers and also all of the behind the scenes posts that that zach had been posting you know in the run-up to justice league and he also um earlier on in the year posted um work that he was doing in in the studio as well yeah absolutely all of the all of the adr stuff and with the adr and all of that so we we had a feeling that that um that there was another that there was an, another version of, of this film out there which, which followed exactly. Zach's design. And his son had posted his sort of initial reaction to it, which, was, which he took down, I think, a couple of days after. He used the words WB meddling, and, it, and, and, and then that got taken down. But that was the, that was the first ironclad indication that, yeah. that the Snyder family was not happy with this because mm. we saw the press junkets. We saw what they had to go through in terms yeah. of playing the game that Warner Brothers wanted them to play so that we'd all go see this movie. Um, but that was the first sort of break. And then, and, and I think that was a signal. I think a lot of us read that. Yeah. Play. And, and then, the, then there was the, the petition and um, a lot of articles and stuff. And I think I'd, I'd like you to discuss how you became first uh, acquainted with, with Zach on a, on a more um, personal level. Sure. Yeah, no problem. So it kind of, um, like that was the one thing I noticed from the Justice League film was that, and I knew it wasn't Zach's, was because it lacked it lacked the humanity of his films, mm-hmm. and, and and I 
again, I tried to, I, I like, I had these feelings that I wanted to express about that and my thoughts about his previous two films and, and how I thought they sh these teams should have transitioned over to Justice League. So I was friends with Fiona and I said to her, like, I've kind of got these things I want to say. And she's like, look, we've got the first Snyder Cut website there. If you want to express yourself, that's the purpose. Let's use this website. So I, I sat down and it was, I think, St. Patrick's, it was the day after St. Patrick's Day. So could have been hungover. I could have been super cogent <laughs> or not very cogent. An uh, Irishman hungover <laughs> the day after Patrick's Day. Maybe believe. I got some. Uh, maybe I maybe maybe the juices were flowing. And uh, I wrote this uh, article about. Uh, I, I think I called it "To Be Human," and it, it's about what I see the DCU as, and, and it's and under Zach anyway. And by the way, we'll put a link uh, to that article in the description yeah. below. Yeah, because I don't know if I've ever really promoted it. Like uh, I just wrote it, and but. Uh, and I enjoy, and I really enjoyed writing it. I put it down, and it, it had it to be continued at the end, and I never actually got to continue because I procrastinated much. But uh, I put that on the webs on, on the Snyder cut, and the next morning I opened the bureau, and there was Zack Snyder, uh, you know, connecting with me. So um, I was like, whoa. He then obviously had read it, and uh, I assume uh, the beats are, you know, at least my assumptions of what you know he's trying to say with the film, and I think. A lot of us think these things about uh, the, the ideas that he puts into his films about humanity. And, and for me, I think a lot of this is about free will, about yeah. the most important things about humans, which is our ability to make our decisions for ourselves. And your relationship has grown with him over the over over time. You've even um, you even met him and we'll discuss your experience um, with him at at the uh, director's cut event in a minute but what really you're you're most well known for within the movement is um your work on on the t-shirts and we eventually get we'll eventually get into how zach got involved with you on on work on these t-shirts which are an incredible initiative to raise money for a very worthwhile charity i would wonder if you would like to to let the people know um, a little bit about the background of that. Sure, no problem. Um, so the AFSP stuff, so you know, um, I mean, I covered a lot of this in the article I wrote recently for AFSP as to sort of where it went back to. And we'll link that in, in the description as well. Yeah, um, so, so, so Zach obviously advocated for this organization uh, in the wake of, of his family tragedy. And um, we, you know, uh, the movement itself had engaged in a few sort of, um, you know, we're, we're obviously supporting him personally, making donations in, 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 in Autumn's name. And when the, when the, when the DVD or when the Blu-ray ray was supposed to release, we all kind of had a bit of hope at that time that maybe there'd be an ultimate edition type thing. We were very naive back then. But um, when it came out, it was sort of a clear uh, at the time that Warner Brothers took advantage of that period of time to drop some Superman stuff and make people buy the Blu-ray. I never mm -hmm. did. I never bought it myself. I saw those scenes online, and I knew there was nothing else on the disc. Yeah. And so I said to myself, "I'm not paying them for this. Uh, I'd rather donate my money to something that would be more worthwhile." So I decided to donate it to the AFSP, and I suggested I spoke to Fiona. I said, "Let's let's let's suggest that people are feeling this way to put the money towards something more, uh, more worthwhile." And and that kind of spun up a, a, a just a sort of pledge hashtag that we created. So that was yep. the first time I sort of involved myself in that, in, in that side of the charity thing with regard to that organization anyway. Yep. And, um, and it was later on then when it came to San Diego Comic-Con that we were all again sort of naively hoping that Zach would show up. And, and this is the 2018, 2018 San Diego Comic-Con. Exactly, because he hadn't been at 2017. And at 2017, 
he was represented in sort of spirit and in the heart of uh, the literal and figurative heart of uh, uh, of Ray Fisher, who, who ripped open his shirt and he saw the I love Zack Snyder shirt. Yeah. Um, I, I had spoken to uh, a group of friends of ours. We call ourselves Team TPZ. TPZ. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, 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 we've been talking with Fiona and we were saying, what can we ever do about San Diego Comic-Con? We don't know if Zach's going to be there or not. There was all this teasing whether he'd be there or not. We said, look, it doesn't matter whether he's there or not. We're going to make sure he feels the love at San Diego Comic-Con, whether he's there or not. So the idea was to... to the, the Ray Fisher thing in my head, I thought, what would happen if, like... He's either there or he's not there, but there's a sea of people wearing that shirt, like just solidarity with Zack Snyder, people wearing the I Heart Zeta shirt. And this was maybe two or three weeks before the con. So I reached out to some, some people to say, hey, look, Andy, who's going to go to the San Diego Comic-Con? And we found the, the Nerd Queens. And, mm-hmm. and and I was like, here, who's this crazy idea? We're going to like just put our own money into this. We're going to like, there's maybe eight or nine of us and we're going to put like a few hundred euros, dollars, whatever in each. We're going to buy a whole lot of T-shirts and just give them out for free at San Diego Comic-Con. Do you want to be involved in this? And they were like, yeah, we can do that. And I have to say, they were amazing. They, like, logistically, like, got this got this all going. They handled nearly all of the aspects of this. We just basically threw money into their PayPal account and, and yeah. just materialized. And it was it was an amazing sort of symbol. And, and we had posted about it on Vero. Zach saw it. I, I hope he felt the love from it. I'm sure he did. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the sort of genesis of using T-shirts as a as a mechanism to raise money for charity. And since then, you've designed a, a, a bunch of them, haven't you? Do you want to go yeah, through so, some of them? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, so the first one was designed by Ray Fisher, so we'll have to give him credit for that. <laughs> the very first one was that was uh, like we decided let let's if people were like, how can I get this T-shirt? Uh, they were given away for free, and we we're like, okay, well, we can't keep, keep giving people stuff for free. So yeah. we found this website, uh, the Nerd Queens, found it into thepeople.com. Yep. Uh, they let you put up the design and a portion goes to charity and we said let's do the Ray Fisher shirt everybody wants it so we did that shirt and that was really successful and then uh, we then afterwards we said well let's do a series of these let's bring in artists from the community and obviously we, we spoke to Ramesh and we, we asked Ramesh would be interested in designing a shirt and he did and we wanted the theme of these shirts to be to, to inspire hope and also to, to represent sort of the movement in a way and what we're, what we're about so the first one was, was Superman and I said, Hope lives, and he's, he's, he's carrying it's meant to be Lois Lane. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he designed that. That was that was good. And then, you know, I, we were, we're, we're good friends with Fiona, and we know that she went through a hard time in the middle of... Uh, the latest stage of 2018, yeah. 2018. And uh, so I, I wanted to honor her, and, you know, Zach said to her she was powerful in anything, and she's used that as sort of her, I think, her bio in a lot of places. So mm-hmm. I... I, I was still in touch with her, and I said to her, how do you say that in Chinese, by the way? Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> and the, the, the English-Chinese translation being as it is, I don't know if I've told people this, but uh, the, when you see that shirt, it says powerful in, 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 in anything, and then there's the Chinese behind it, but it doesn't translate so well. So it says, you can do anything, is, okay. is, is translation. So you can do anything is what's in Chinese behind that, in, yeah. in, in Mandarin. and uh, But it's a cool shirt, and... I, I actually ran that shirt by Zach uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, we, we'd had the connection and he was like, that's awesome. I'm totally going to buy that shirt. And uh, he has two of them. So that was that was that shirt. And then after that, we, we, we then tried to uh, honor like the, the Spartans. So we've got, you know, so many people had come in and wanted to start taking part in raising awareness and initiatives and, and supporting Zach. And the movement had really, really grown at this point and the name Spartans had taken off. So 
uh, Ramesh again designed a new one called uh, Snyder Spartans, which, mm-hmm. is a, which is a really cool design. And then, uh, so all the gods happened then as well. Um, yeah. So all of so, all of this, um, all of these T-shirts, all the profits raised go to the AFSP, yeah. um, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And we're going to have a link in the description below to if you want to donate to the AFSP, um, click on that link and give a donation there. Everything helps. Absolutely. And there's still shirts available. Uh, the, 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 the Comic-Con shirts, especially the, uh, the New York one, because the New York one is, it has the New York style logo, but it's a release of Snyder Cut shirt. And it's not necessarily sort of contemporaneously tied to any event. If you wear that shirt, it's not like, oh, that only applies to July of 2019 uh, or whatever, October of 2019. That's the shirt that everybody's asking for. So that one's, we're going to keep that one open for as long as anybody wants shirts. Uh, that's that's going to be open. Brilliant, brilliant. And then Zach got involved himself, right? Yeah, he did. So funnily enough, I'll, I'll, this is probably the first time I've, I've said this publicly, but uh, so Zach knew about this stuff from the start because before I did this, any of the shirts, I was saying, I said to Zach, look, I'm, this is an idea I'm going to do for like a shirt. And uh, I just want to make sure, you know, some some things I'm like, I don't know whether this is something we, we should do or whatever, you know. And he was like, no, no, this is a cool idea. And he's like, you know, I could make a shirt. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, no, I could design this cool shirt about, you know, uh, you know, I'm not going to say the words he used because, right, <laughs> but uh, I knew it was going to be Justice for League related. I was like, oh, yeah. holy shit. Um, this is going to be like great. I was like, you do, you do know this is going to explode. Like we've we've made like a couple of grand off a couple of t-shirts, but if you release a shirt and it's an exclusive Zack Snyder shirt, this is going to be crazy. Uh, I initially thought it was going to be a simplified thing representing the films, but what he dropped, I had no, I, <laughs> I was not prepared for the level of uh, amazing detail and symbolism in that shirt. And you know that's a that's going to be a thing of legend. It's that this shirt's gonna live on, and I, I know yourself. You guys did a yeah. whole analysis. The second, the second we saw that picture, we just knew we had to, we had to write something about this thing because yeah. it was stacked with symbolism, like going For from, yeah. yeah, from the the tree of life, um, Masonic imagery. There was just so much in there, and um, and yeah, it was it was. It was stunning. And how much money did that that particular shirt raise? I think it was in the high thousands, right? Yeah, in its in its lifetime run. So as in, is it was released, and then I said to him, "Hey, can we release this again?" Because people keep asking for it. It had like a timed release. It got up to like eighty three thousand dollars. Incredible! Incredible! It's now open. If anybody wants to get it silently, it's been sort of reopened. Yeah. Not making a big deal of it, but if anybody wants it, it's fully available there. So. That the numbers can keep ticking up. It's not being tracked the same way anymore on the website mm-hmm. because they kind of reset it. Um, but it's 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 beyond probably eighty five thousand now. But it's hard to track. Yeah. I could I could contact in, into the people and they could give you the numbers. But it's sort of in the in the in the in the astronomical numbers now, where even a grand or two grand increase uh, is, a, is is a small percentage of the huge amount that it's raised so far. Incredible, incredible, yeah. and then I think you gave Zach the the t-shirt bug because not a few a few weeks later he um, he took this initiative on board and helped fund his uh, art school right with yeah. the, another brilliant and design. But another t-shirt, and that was another amazing design. And speaking of the art center, you 
that's where you went and and uh, had that experience and you met him and you attended uh, three screenings of uh, Zack Snyder director's cuts. Yeah, right? I went to all three um, and I had uh, I'd spoken to Zack beforehand and um, uh, said I was going to go and you know, he was like, you know, can't wait to meet you. And uh, I went to the, there was a reception the first night, myself and my brother-in-law. He's like a huge Zack Snyder fan. And, but uh, yeah, but like, you know, like I said, there's a group of guys who we chat uh, on, on, on Bureau and, and off Bureau who become really good close friends. We arranged to have coffee. He, he said, I got, a, I got a message one morning from him saying, like, uh, meeting for coffee on Saturday. And I was looking at it going, what? <laughs> uh, so I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. Brilliant. I know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Brilliant. And uh, yeah, we met, we met and we sat and we just hung out and we just kind of shot the ship with him. It was really lovely, relaxing time to we got like you know he, um, like he's got so many funny stories about like how he's kind of sometimes seen and uh, and and movies you know the movies he's worked on in the past and and, and the actors and stuff and uh, and the, you know some of the work that the son's doing so it was a really really nice time sitting there chatting. Brilliant. So so what you're saying is never meet your heroes unless your hero is Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Right? That's, <laughs> that's exactly. It. There is you know he's he's. You can kind of tell that he's not a Hollywood sort of guy. He's yeah. He's he's, he's like any of us, and yeah. he's like his his job is that he directs badass films, and he's a tremendous artist and and just like a like a really really nice person. Excellent. So let's yeah. close let's close this out with what does the movement mean to you? Talk about what um, the fight for this film has brought into your life what um, you what are your hopes going forward and um, if you yes. believe that we will win this fight uh, I 100% believe we will win this fight I think it's uh, it's a matter of time um, I don't know when that time will be but I have no doubt that we will see Zach's vision I think he uh, like you know he appreciates all of the the the, the support that fans have given him in regards to uh, personal support and comfort and in his professional uh, life because you know this this film I'm sure was uh, a huge passion project of his and for it to be realised and to for that to be even partly enabled by the support of fans uh, is something I think he really appreciates and. I think, I mean, it's clear from the way he engages and from the way he shares things from the film. He wants this film released, uh, and I think he's, he's probably as dedicated to it as we are. I think we'll see the film. I think he wants everyone to see the film. And I think for, for you know, he obviously cares that the fans see it. He obviously cares for himself and have his own work done. But I think he cares an awful lot about all of the people who deserve to have their hard work uh, recognized. We all want to see it. Yeah, it's about us. Yeah, it's about Zach. But it's about all of those guys who, who worked so hard on the, on the movie. And I think uh, we should really advocate for those guys and we should try and inspire as many people as possible to take whatever sort of uh, promotional or activist activities. Um, every small little uh, sign that gets held up at the Comic-Con, but we, we, we should be talking about the people who, who deserve justice in this movie and that's everybody who worked on it. Excellent shout so, out so, for the unsung heroes there. And I think we you know, continue to do what we're doing. I think we'll succeed in a lot of ways. We'll hopefully get this film released. But beyond the film, I don't think we stop. I think as a movement, uh, we, we like as friendships, some of these friendships are going to endure forever. 
and the things that we fight for, the cause that we fight for, that's that's a fight that never stops. That's the good fight that's that goes on forever. And it will, it's, it's sort of like a there's always going to be people who need help. So uh, and that's I guess like sort of the theme of it as well, inspiring people to to act and inspire other people to to act to, to help save, to help other people. So. Well said, well said, and I know that um, you've inspired a lot of people to to do a lot of good, uh, to help other um, human beings, to help a fellow man, and you should be very proud of that. Um, I know you, you probably think that anyone would do this, but um, you are special. You are valued. I know I can speak um, on behalf of everyone in the movement um, to say a big thank you to you, to all the people involved in all of the hard work that gets done behind the scenes. And everyone is going to be really, really happy to hear this segment and hear what you've had to say. Yeah, I, and I, I kind of just want to say thanks to everybody who's actually taken part in any of these things. There's a lot of people who are organizing these events. Uh, yep. You're a huge part of this as well yourself. Uh, I know the amount of hours you've put into to, to helping with some of these events, and some and, and like the the, the, the Times Square event, which which has has been a huge like that one has been probably uh, just you know in terms of its in terms of idea and and cost and everything else that one has been hugely hugely impactful. And I know you've been involved in a lot of other things, but everybody who's who's given a dollar, everybody who's even liked or shared. Like you don't have to like spend hours at this stuff. Anybody who just goes to a talk to a convention and holds up a sign, or anybody who, who, who retweets, you know, one of the things that we're doing, um, the smallest contributions. Every single one of these contributions builds up to, to, to everything that's been achieved. So there's there's so many people I think, so many heroes involved in this, and I think we should, and I would like to. Um, find some way to, to recognize absolutely everybody who, who supported uh, the racist Snyder Cup movement and the ASP stuff. Well said, well said. So yeah, listen, thanks a million for having me on, Chris. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. It's great. To, I hope actually we, we talk to each other again more often uh, in person like this. And uh, yeah, I just want to say thanks again to everybody who supports everything. And look, we just got to keep doing everything we're doing right now. We don't need to change anything up. Let's just keep pushing forward and, uh, and fight the good fight. I think it's uh, just incredible to hear that interview and to hear uh, Mick with his Irish accent. Um, <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> speak, you know, <laughs> cringing <laughs> about the All the Gods, you know, All the Gods t shirt, that initiative, how that, the genesis of that uh, epic, epic, like that's going to live on forever and the film exiles did an amazing in-depth expose on it and we just got to give a shout out to adrian who's at truth love faith on yeah. twitter uh, she was so helpful she has a great mind for that mm -hmm. sort of analysis of symbolism and mythological artifacts and messaging that kind of thing and that's how she became uh one of the film exiles Absolutely. that was like her initiation uh <laughs> process yep yep definitely and we were up all night when that when that t-shirt dropped yeah i, I remember the group chat was just on fire how it happened was we initially just started talking about it in the chat and the more we talked about it and 
people were like, what about this? And others were, what about that? And then there's this, and then there's that. And then I thought, okay, stop. We, we have to do something with this. So we opened the Google Doc, and there was like 10 of us in there. All of us adding our little contribution. So we kind of split up the um, the the image into quadrants and different little teams working on different areas, trying to do their investigation. And then we had Adrian. I was chatting with her in a private conversation separate from that. And we were talking about the overall image. And that's where she came up with the um, the Kabbalah Tree of Life and the Masonic uh, imagery. And I went to bed at like 6 a.m. or something. And then I woke up at 10 and I'd seen people were still in there working on mm-hmm. it. And then we, we kind of worked through it all through that day. And when we finally got it out, we were very proud. It was one of the proudest moments uh, I've had working in a team environment. It was truly, truly great. And that's a perfect segue into the next interview, which is with a film exile as well, James. Incredible James. James is such a passionate, mature person in this movement. He's a great influence. He's a lot more behind the scenes in terms of the work he does, but he's a very vocal and very steadfast Snyder defender. Do not bring your nonsense into his mentions (laughs) or else it's going to come for you. And he's the one who broke uh, the news. Big of, news of reporter as dark side. That's some he did some sleuthing and some you know reporter work like he was like Lois Lane that even other journalists you know couldn't do and that's like really impressive. And uh, yeah, tell us about the day that you know he told you what what was that like? Yeah, to, to so, discover so, this. So we um we were just in a little DM with um, Manu and James and he's like. Yo guys, you know I went to Snyder Camp, but I found this thing out. <laughs> and we had done a podcast on um, on the events of SnyderCon, but he didn't want to give this information because he didn't know if it was proper or if he was allowed. So as you will hear in this interview, we discuss how the story came about and how we kind of blew the door off the hinges. <laughs> Now I'm delighted to be joined by my fellow film exile, the one who blew the doors off this whole thing with his um, incredible reveal that not only was Darkseid in the film, not only was he acted by someone, but he also got the name of that actor, Ray Porter, and that fellow exile of mine is none other than James James, how you doing, man? I'm not too bad, Chris. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. All right, so let's get to it. Um, everyone wants to know how you got this news. How did you manage to? Um, how do you manage to get this incredible news that really blew the hinges off the door? That every everyone um, kind of got a big um, boost of hope and belief that something could happen no absolutely you know to be quite honest it's probably uh the most expensive scoop that uh (laughs) that i that i think we got because 
I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Canada on the East Coast, and uh, I got the scoop when I attended the Snyder Con uh, mm-hmm. back in March of this year, right? So with the tickets to the Snyder Con, we're 300 American plus airfare plus Airbnb and a vehicle and food and everything came up to almost $2,000, a $2,000 scoop if we want to talk about it. But, um, but yeah, uh, I attended all three nights of the, uh, the Snyder Con. I met with, with Zach, Debbie, uh, Larry Fong, um, who else? Uh, Richard Citrone, who's uh, yes. Ben Affleck's uh, stunt double in BVS. Harrow as well was there. Yeah, th- he was there as well. I actually got to talk a lot with uh, with him. Yeah, they they all ended up signing a, a poster that I got there, so that's uh, hanging proudly on my wall. Oh, we need um, to get a picture of that. Put it on uh, the put it on the video. Absolutely, I'll get that. <laughs> and and um, so uh, basically, just uh, at the three day event, it, it wasn't just sort of. You know when you go to a Comic Con and mm-hmm. you get to meet a celebrity, you know yeah, you get to about get twenty to seconds, <laughs> twenty seconds, and and they're and they're sort of shuffling you out. But at this at this event, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I got to you know I had a, almost a twenty minute discussion with Debbie. I believe it was on the second night. You know we were talking wow. and, and having beers. You know I got to to talk to Zach maybe about five minutes each night. You know on uh, the Friday, the Saturday, and the Sunday. And, you know, got to talk to Larry Fong, got to talk to, you know, Rich, you know, uh, Damon, uh, just everybody. And there's a bunch of people involved in the productions of uh, Zach's movies from producers, sound editors, just mm-hmm. the, the whole gamut. And, uh, and one of the questions that I, that I just wanted to know, because we had, we had been hearing rumble, rumblings that, you know, Dark Side was in the movie. And I was under the sort of the impression that... Darkseid may have just been sort of a a shadowy figure in the background, maybe at yeah. the very ending. I mean, right? the, the only thing that we had got to that point was the... Um, mural the, on the wall. The mural on the wall, but also the um, the storyboard that had leaked um, yeah. to Force Snyder Cut back in I, the early days. Absolutely. And, and you know what, just, just speaking about the mural on the wall that, uh, we know Gal is looking at, yeah. I'm 100% convinced now I, I think this is, this is my own personal theory, mm-hmm. but when Gal's mother or, um, Diana's mother shoots the arrow into the temple of Athena, mm-hmm. you know, the flame is what brought uh, sort of signals to Gal that there's a, an invasion coming. But I think what really happened is Sure, it sort of gives her the heads up, but I think that flame burnt down a, a sort of the paint or whatever it is that was on the wall and really revealed the the okay. history, right? And that's where Darkseid's uh, mural showed up and the and the mother boxes because how how would we as human beings not know about this mm-hmm. if it's in mm-hmm. such a public temple, right? So I think that yeah. arrow. Uh, and the fire was supposed to sort of reveal the truth uh, yeah. to humanity as to what happened, and that's the the, the dark side reveal, right? Something yeah. along those lines. So I, I'm sure that flame reveals yeah. the dark side secret. But just going back to how I got the the um, the scoop, um, mm-hmm. like I said, I was just under the impression we had heard that you know at the end they sort of look up a boom tube, and mm-hmm. at this uh, at this point, you know. We're not sure what Steppenwolf's fate is, but at the end, we look up the boom tube and we would see Darkseid 
and that would be it. That was my impression of how much dark side we would get in the film. Yeah. So, uh, when on the third night during the BVS uh, screening, I asked one of the crew members who worked on the film uh, if, in fact, somebody had been cast as um, as dark side. And I was told yes. There was an actor, and I asked if I could know who it was. Mm-hmm. And without hesitation, I was told it was Ray Porter. I said, "Okay." At which point you said, <laughs> I, "I no, I, I literally said, who? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm a huge cinephile, huge yeah. cinephile, and I was completely unfamiliar with Ray Porter. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I had seen him in stuff before. You know, I'm a Sons of Anarchy uh, fan, and you know, he in one of the episodes." He has a bit of a sizable role, and it's not like in the yeah. background or anything. You know, he and a bunch of buddies are uh, stealing uh, medicine from this this lady who's you know selling medicine under the the table because of you know whatever reasons it is you know expensive medicine in the U.S. Right? People not being able to afford proper health care. Right. So he's in a full scene there trying to rob this lady. He's got a <laughs> shotgun and he's swearing and you know i did a rewatch of sons of anarchy just recently and when he pops up i i you know i filmed it on my phone posted it i'm like there's our boy ray there's dark side with a shotgun you know fighting the sons of the sons of anarchy but at, at that point i was just like okay that's that's interesting and i you know i went on google and i typed his name mm-hmm. and um i i had actually misheard uh, the name just slightly like I thought it was Roy Porter right. and, and I was looking around I was oh, like, yeah, I remember Porter. when we were talking you were because you, you told me like a couple of days before in the chat and I think we were we were trying to nail it down weren't we exactly so we we're looking and we we're just like Roy Porter Roy Porter and it's like oh geez this is not making any sense and then and then I was like oh well there's a Ray Porter and from what I can tell on wiki and biography or whatever his specialty is voice acting. Yep. And there's no way that Darkseid wouldn't be sort of a CG motion captured sort of performance, Correct. which would rely mostly on a vocal performance. Obviously, there's you know a, a physical aspect to it, mm-hmm. right? Because you know when you're doing motion capture, you know. Uh, the camera, like, you know, one inch from the person's face with, you know, a hundred dots on their face. And, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's still very physical, yeah. but the voice is key, especially with dark side, right? We've had people like Michael Ironside, uh, mm-hmm. I believe Keith, David, these people with these very baritone sort of voice, right? Yeah. These deep, intimidating voice, even, uh, Andre Bauer from, uh, Brooklyn nine, nine, um, mm-hmm. the, the captain, right? So you have these you have this great legacy of voice actors doing dark side and all of a sudden we got this this guy this actor Ray Porter and his specialty is specifically uh voice acting so um I left I left SnyderCon came home and I sort of sat on on the news for a few days and then uh, you know I went in the chat and I said hey guys I got a, I got a bit of a scoop here and you guys are okay what is it and then I told you guys what it was, and then everybody was like, fuck off. Yeah. You know, you can, you, can, you can beep it out if you want, but everybody's like, fuck off, as if you got this. Yeah. And, and my concern initially was I was sitting on it because I didn't want uh, the person involved in the production to get in trouble, to, to get in trouble 
right? As we know, there's a million NDAs, there's a million rules, there's a million secrets, but it was sort of, I guess you were saying, can I please check it out to see if I can get this information released? Like if we can break this story publicly, Yeah. right? And you went through your channels mm -hmm. um, and... We we got we got the permission to to do so and and that's when we released it. We just we didn't just want to come out with like a one liner saying oh this is our scoop. We wanted to come in with something a little bit official, some meat to the bone uh, on the bone, right? Yeah. So yeah, we, we did. Our, we recorded our podcast. We wrote our article with Manu. Did Ramesh make some some uh, some yes. posters? Yeah, he so made we, some we, we... some uh, kind of. Um, Photoshop like, stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, and and then we, we dropped it. Well, we, <laughs> we did a little bit of a it. countdown. We did a little bit of a countdown. Yeah, right? yeah, a little teaser. And, little teaser. And we were a little teaser, and people were saying. Initially, I said, I, I, I think I remember. I said, um, I got big Snyder Cut news, the mm -hmm. biggest news yet. Yeah. And then everybody thought it was that we had a release date, and I would, and specifically in that thing, I said. It is not a Snyder Cut release date. Yeah. But people would still ask, is it the Snyder Cut release date? I was like, did you bother reading the tweet? It literally <laughs> says it is not the Snyder Cut release date. It puts a lot so, of pressure on you, though, right? Like you, it does, you because must have... you don't... I didn't want this scoop to fall flat. Yeah. It right? had to and, have and, an impact to help us. Exactly. And so then we did a little bit of a countdown, and everybody was like, oh, man, this hype. You've built up so much hype, because I think we did a countdown over the weekend. And yeah. we, I think we released it on a Monday or something. I, I can't remember the specifics. Something but like that. Eventually, I think we had almost built up too much hype. But <laughs> but luckily enough, the news managed to um, reach the hype. Like, it, yeah. it, 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 it was earned. Oh, it, it definitely did that. And, and like I say, it, it blew the hinges off, off the door on, on, on this whole thing. Because like we've said in the past, the more reveals we get, and the more proof that the film exists and how and more proof that we have of how different it is that yeah. increases the likelihood of um of getting our story to the mainstream um into the mainstream to the public and then when demand increases that's when we can win exactly and and, and that made huge waves like i can't even count how many outlets who never talked about the Snyder Cut started talking about it after that reveal and how many yeah. articles were there were about Darkseid and, and to be fair to, to those outlets, the vast majority of them credited the Exiles and credited you as well so yeah. it, was a big, it was a big reveal very big for the movement Absolutely. Actually, you know what? I think I got the most retweets, the most replies, like the most <laughs> notifications on my Twitter. I think the only other time where I had as many mm -hmm. or maybe about like maybe a bit less was when I discovered that um, the Easter egg where Superman throws Batman through the wall oh, and then it the, leaves the yeah. map of Ontario because that's yeah, where yeah. I'm from. Right. So you and recognized it. I recognized it because when you're a little kid, they're like, remember when you're putting the map together. Yep. Ontario is the one that looks like a goldfish. Right? <laughs> I see, I see, and that's right? where, that, and that's where the Superman uh, creators. the creators were are from exactly Ontario. 
my I had to turn my phone notifications off because <laughs> for both that specific one and for the the dark side reveal. But crazy. I, my favorite thing about the dark side reveal was still that we did not have an idea about how actually involved dark side was in the film. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think at that point, I don't think we had made an assumption or knew that Darkseid or uh, Uxus was the actual original protagonist in the history lesson. I yeah. think I, I was under the impression that he had Darkseid had sent Steppenwolf and Steppenwolf failed and so on and so forth. Mm. But we, we did not realize that they completely changed it around. Yeah. Took Darkseid out and just replaced him with Steppenwolf. So, anyways, so finally, Zach. Uh, oh, remember initially there were people who who were basically saying we were full of shit that <laughs> Zach wouldn't hire a nobody. You know, yeah. uh, Ray, if you're listening to this, you're not a nobody. You're fucking great. But you know, some some people think that if you're not in the mainstream, like who are you? Yeah. Right? I mean, and, we we initially we we initially speculated like was this. Um, was this a, a kind of a might like a role just used for Justice League One, and then would they hire someone uh, like the original else Avengers. for Justice League Two, like in like in the Avengers? But um, I think we we pretty much agreed that on the original podcast, really, that you know Zach is pretty selective with his casting, and yeah. Zach is an incredible uh, director of hand- casts. Uh, cast he's very hands talent. on with the casting. He's very hands on with the casting. Absolutely. So that is it. There's no doubt for me that that Ray was gonna be in um, Justice in, League Two in in future Justice League films. Yeah, for sure. And since we have um, since we have revealed Ray, what a guy! Um, oh, he's, he's been great. What an incredible supporter. The person has been everything that you could have dreamed about. It, this reveal could have been of another actor, and then that actor might have said yes or no, and then it, it would have just been ignored forever, and they wouldn't have got involved or, or anything. But this guy has been so supportive, so appreciative of all of our efforts. Um, what, a, what a gentleman, like, honestly we are so lucky to have found him the the person and and you know it was one of those things the day we broke the news and then my phone started blowing up yeah. i actually started feeling bad because yeah. i thought to myself i said oh oh shit i said i didn't think about this actor and his ndas and like how this might affect him right yeah. but i'm sh- but but then i you know we saw how appreciative he was and yeah. it, 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 imagine putting in so much work into something yeah and then it is like you pour your heart and soul into it and then it is ripped away from you mm-hmm. and no one is ever allowed to know yeah what you did right yeah and it's uh it's, it must be gut wrenching must be gut wrenching Absolutely. But, but I was genuinely concerned. I was like, Oh fuck. I'm like, am I going to get this guy in trouble now? Because, because, you know, we dropped this bomb and you know, <laughs> and, there, there and might, he, there... he actually tweeted out, uh, just my, right here. Honoring uh, my exa- NDA. <laughs> exactly. And, but you know what, when, like, like I said, you went through your, your channels, 
right? Yeah. We, we, we run with some of, some of the same channels there. So um, I'm sure that person who gave us the okay uh, at WB, I'm sure they gave Ray the heads up. Hey, listen, this is going to happen. Uh, Just be prepared I, for it. No. Or do you think this person was like, it's going to be no. a complete surprise? It was a complete surprise. <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine just waking up uh, yeah. and your cell phone has about 2,000 texts from your agent, your family, your friends, you know, just people. And, you know, all of a what sudden. A, what a thrill, though. What a thrill. Absolutely. And then uh, he must have gone up a couple of thousand Twitter followers in just a matter of hours. For sure. For sure. And then um, a few months later, I kind of paid back the scoop. I uh, I gave you a little bit of a heads up a few days before yep. I found out something, which was the um, the Peter Guinness um, casting for the Sad. The Sad, yeah. And so now, like when when you when you revealed Dark Side to me, it was like, okay, you owe me one, and now we're equal. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, but I, I, there's still a third member of the family um, that um, that I am. It hasn't been confirmed, but mm-hmm. I am 100 percent convinced that she is involved as part of Darkseid's family. Yeah, um, she was in London during the shooting of Justice League. Yeah, I believe there's a picture of her with Jason Momoa and some of the cast in a bar in Correct. England. And that's Sophia Butella. So for yep. those who don't know, uh, she was the mummy in the new mummy remake with uh, Tom Cruise. She yep. was Gazelle in Kingsman, the Secret Service. And she's a, she's a phenomenal actress, beautiful. Um, she's also in Star Trek Beyond. She was one of my favorite characters in that movie. I forget her name is just escaping me right now, but she was the alien, the, the all white alien female with the black stripes mm-hmm. on her face who'd been stranded there. Even though it's not 100% confirmed, I think sure she, she, she plays I, Grail. Dark side uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I think mean, Ramesh it's... did do a, Ramesh or somebody did a, an art piece yeah. where she's standing in the background behind Dark Side as the league is looking through the boom tube, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, there could be any number of, um, number of people there as well because Zach said um, that he was standing there with his family so yeah. we could have three four people there and they could all be added in with CG as well at any point doesn't they didn't all necessarily have to be there on the same day so there could be there could be any number of uh, characters there um, I, I I tend to agree with you I, I, I hope it's true that that we get um, Grail as well. I mean, what a, what a squaring off that would have been, eh? You have yeah. the league on one side, and then you have Dark Side and all his family on the other side. That is, um, <laughs> that would have been incredible to see. Oh, absolutely. And you know it, it, what you just said. You know, he, the, he, Zach could have filmed people separately and inserted them in through, you know, post production movie yeah, magic sure. because. He just revealed to us that that's basically what he was going to do with Martian Manhunter. Yep. He, you know, he had the storyboard, and uh-huh. I think he alluded that he filmed the scene, but he did not film at the time yep. Harry Lennox's close-up. Yeah, because I think they were he... shooting in London, so he probably couldn't make it to London at that period. So they probably exactly. had him penciled in for a pickup or something. 
That's and he said I was going to shoot him in Los Angeles. Yeah. Now, has he done that since uh, May two thousand eighteen? Is May two thousand eighteen, right? No, May two thousand seventeen. Sorry. Yeah. Between then and now, how hard is it to get Harry Lennox to come in in a studio and just sort of turn around and look at the camera and yeah, just stand uh, in turn... front of a green screen for ten seconds. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so, so we don't know, but. Um, but yeah, we're, we're coming back to Darkseid, you know, we're, we're getting a bit off on a tangent there. But um, yeah, I, that that scoop almost it, that scoop alone got released the Snyder Cut trending all over again. Yep. Right. Usually, usually when we want to get it trending, we got to give ourselves a couple of days. You know, yep. we sort of get hype, everyone prepared, hype it up. We hype, and... Exactly. We hype the troops up and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, you know, for for that scoop, that was sort of something for for everybody. You know, I I didn't really care about getting any sort of uh recognition for me it was a it was a film exiles scoop and it, you know we have so many people fighting uh you know within the fandom that you know at this point it's just like we're all here for the same goal yep let's get the snyder cut initially people thought we were full of shit and then i think maybe it was two or three days after we dropped the scoop zach posted on his vero yes it's he's true the he's the man and then all of a sudden, uh, Ray had a Vero account. You know, his Twitter account went up a couple of thousand followers. So the moment Zach posted on Vero, this is <laughs> this is factually correct. Yeah, yeah. It was. It it, it no longer was just a factoid. It was. Uh, it was fact, not factoid. <laughs> exactly. And then Zach really started sort of giving us even more hope, showing us how much more involved Darkseid was in the film. Yeah, right? he released some... He's not... Uh, he released some stills on Vero. Exactly. And that's some where stills. we found out that he was in the history lesson. The history lesson. And so we got we just got to figure out that, you know, he pro- uh, Darkseid probably had a good... If I'm being generous, maybe three minutes of screen time. Which is a lot more generous than, say, a 10-second shot of the league looking through a boom tube and him just sort of walking away mm-hmm. impressed but, it, but disappointed by Steppenwolf's... Uh, yeah. But we, we also have to remember that this film is nothing like the film that came out. So maybe the history lesson in, in the theatrical cut was two, three minutes, but in Zach's cut, it could have been like a whole prologue. It could have been a yeah. whole Lord of the Rings-style intro. Like that's what 10 I was, minutes, I, I, so when, we don't know. The movie, we have no idea. When the movie was coming out and they were piping the movie and this and everything, I was hoping for that history lesson to be mm-hmm. exactly like a Lord of the Rings history lesson. Yeah. Well, we'll find out, hopefully. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right, James, thank you for, for participating in this pod. Thank you for, um, for opening a window to the possibilities um, for finding out that information. There have been a lot of other scoops as well um, from different areas of the fandom and all are helpful, all shine a light on, um, on the film that we want to see. But I think it's safe to say what you did was quite incredible. Thank you for sharing it with everyone. And... Um, and I, I speak for everyone um, in thanking you. And hopefully that we will see this film quite soon. Um, absolutely. You know, it's my pleasure. And like I said, you know, 
the only thing I want, and it's the same thing that everybody here wants, is is for the Snyder Cut to be released, right? And every single fan um, in the Snyder Cut fandom, you know, even if all they're doing is, you know, once in a while retweeting something that says release the Snyder Cut or they're putting out their own tweet that says release the Snyder Cut, you know, everything everybody is doing is just helping, right? They're, we're just laying down the bricks, one brick at a time, and any scoop from anybody, whether... You know, it's us or, you know, an, an, another news outlet or another fan. You all got to support each other and and we're, we're going for the same, uh, the, the same uh, end game, no pun intended, <laughs> for the Snyder Cut to be to be released. And then, and then the, and then the fight for the next two, uh, the, the last two movies in Zach's uh, plan. That's that's when the, the fight starts for those two. That's it. Exactly. That's right. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag bring Zach back. That's it. That's the next one. No. <laughs> All right. Take care, man. Take care. Thanks for having me. The dark side scoop. That was something. Mm-hmm. And it also rolled over into the Desaad scoop That's as right. well. Uh, reporter and Peter Guinness. Two incredible actors. If you know their work, if you know their background, they're character actors, but they're at the very top of their craft and reporter has been a big supporter of the movement has been a big supporter of Zack Snyder has been a big supporter of the physical participants and also the abstract concepts of all of it and um, we're going to be introducing a little surprise a little surprise a little surprise take a take a little listen at this Hey, it's Ray Porter. I cannot believe the strength and the passion of this fandom. I am proud to be a part of it. Um, You all are amazing. And the work you have done over this last year has been nothing short of astounding. Never, ever, ever give up your diligence, your passion for the fight, your care, and especially your kindness, which I have been so grateful for this past year. Exciting times right now. We'll see what happens, but no matter what, keep the passion, keep the kindness, and keep up the fight. Release the Snyder Cut. And, uh, wow. That was was all right, wasn't it? That was pretty (laughs) awesome, if you ask me. (laughs) Pretty awesome, pretty impactful, and just the voices in, in this movement, just people of substance, people of honor, people of integrity, People who are high achievers at whatever it is they do with such passion, it's it's such a pleasure to, you know, sort of, you know, look back, all come together and and celebrate this even as we forge forward. So one of the big impacts of the movements. Oh, the times they are changing.